0: This episode of The Chaser Report brought to you by cricket.
1: Uh, So we're here on another sunny day at Cricket Stadium in London. And we're all here to play Everyone Gets the Ashes.
2: Oh, there goes the ball. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com newsadfree news That's amazon.com newsadfree news to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
3: Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence. This is
4: the Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to the Chaser Report for Friday, the nineteenth of November. Dom Knight, Charles Firth, and Gabby Bolt. Welcome whoop, whoop, back. Whoop, whoop,
5: whoop. I am so depressed, guys. Oh,
4: woo, 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 Why woo, today? Woo.
5: Well, because I've always wanted to buy the US Constitution. Right? Haven't we all? Yeah. And I was. <laughs> and there's one. You
4: and Nicholas
0: Cage. <laughs> there's
5: one coming up for sale. There's only thirteen copies in the world, mm. Mm. and there's one coming up for sale at Sotheby's just next month. Right, and I was getting ready
0: because it's only
5: going to be like twenty million dollars. Yeah, the money <laughs> just to together. What were you going to so do with it, Charles? Oh, I don't know. Pop it in a frame. Well, probably use it to line the. I've got this beaded dragon.
0: And oh, for flood.
5: Yeah, just sort of put it down. On yeah, I oh, he'll page. love it. Yeah, line. The,
4: I because my theory is wipe his um, ass on it. Use it as target practice. Second yes. Amendment. Yes. If you hit the Constitution, mm. you're defending your constitutional rights. I love it. Mm. Yeah,
5: that's that's better than my idea.
0: No, I prefer. No, I like the idea of the lizard just shitting on shitting it. on it.
5: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, point is, I think I'm going to be outbid mm. because these cryptocurrency people oh, yeah. have turned it into a token, right? What? what? Like an NFT? Called People Coin.
0: Oh God! No, another right? one.
5: And they've, it's going to be a group buy. So all these people have raised millions of dollars to try and buy the Constitution oh as God. a as a sort of Bitcoin token blockchain thing. Even
4: though it is a fungible token, like it is yeah. literally a physical object. It's a thing. With history that exists. It's going to be bought by anonymous wankers on the internet. Yes. Oh, my and God. And not us. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine how bad this is going to get if crypto idiots can just – Amass billions in, in a day for stupid purposes.
5: Well, did you see Staples Centre in, mm. in LA? It's like the big stadium there. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? It's, it's Staples Stadium, yeah. is it? Staples
4: Centre. No, Staples it's,
5: it's Center. where the, it, the Lakers it, play. It's yeah. being renamed crypto.com. No, it's not. It is. It's being renamed there. It's $700 million, 20-year deal. Do you reckon? He's <laughs>
0: going,
4: I don't think crypto is going to be around for 20 years. Do
0: you think that eventually – like the law is going to have to catch up to cryptocurrency. I feel like that's the problem here. There's nothing.
4: Yeah, r- you can't tax. But the, the bigger problem is that it can't. There's actually no way for the Th- law regulate to it. regulate crypto. I mean, the, the tax office can try and tax you on your earnings from it. Mm. But it's completely anonymous. There is no way to know. This is the whole thing. The founder of Bitcoin supposedly calls Satoshi Nakamoto. Mm. He has He has more Bitcoin than everyone else. No one knows if he's even alive. Because mm. there is this giant wallet full of billions and billions of dollars. Mm. I, I am Satoshi Nakamoto, by the way. <laughs> That's I'm, how this business
0: has been. I am hiding the it time.
4: through abject yeah. poverty. But what a movie no, this will make one day, though. And there are all these theories about who it is, but no one even knows. And tax officials can't catch this person. And he's one of the richest people on the planet.
5: What? Yeah, but also, isn't the real problem with crypto that it consumes now three percent of the world's energy, if not more, just to keep yeah. it going? And so it's like we're literally comment. bringing in something that's going to destroy the planet just when we don't need
0: it. And also I'm fucking sick of rich people saving their money. You're mm. fucking rich. Go and buy shit. Well, I want to do. I want to buy know, the constitution. Yeah. If, if you're, you're not going to spend it. They won't oh, let me. If you're not going to spend it on, you know, wealth equality, go don't just leave it in an account for people to question who your identity is. If Go you and want, spend it on
4: shit. If you want proof that rich people are fucked, right? Mm. <laughs> Elon Musk, it, who's probably the biggest crypto investor in the world other than Satoshi, whoever it is, mm. um, <laughs> tweeted the other day, if anyone has an idea to, to end world hunger mm. for $6 billion, I'll do it. I'll just sell some Tesla stock and I'll just do it. Yeah. And all these people immediately who are experts said, okay, Elon – you can actually pretty much end world people hunger. dying of, of hunger oh, for yeah. six billion, and he hasn't responded. That's, oh. <laughs> that's the kind of person who's into crypto. He cares far more about fucking Dogecoin, which is a bad joke mm. that's gone way out of control, than he does about ending world hunger. He could do it tomorrow. He's worth $250 billion or something.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. So he asked the actual question then got given a pretty much straight-up go-ahead green light and he chose
4: not to? I really hope he does it to prove me wrong. <laughs> Elon, I challenge you. Yeah, Either that or like, well, I'm
0: fine with bringing back assassins. Like the Wilkes Booth's of the world, feel free. Go well, nuts.
5: No, but I think assassinating billionaires is wrong. I think, you know, there's a lot of people who are starving who are hungry. I think we should eat the billionaires.
4: That oh, would eat, actually oh make literally eat the rich. Yeah. That would make a dent in world hunger. Yeah, it would. Well,
0: that's what Marie Antoinette meant.
5: Although I've heard, uh, I don't like musk at all. The taste of musk yeah. sticks.
0: <laughs> I love musk <laughs> sticks. Yum yum.
5: Coming up on the show, we're talking to Alexa about drone strikes. I think um, <laughs> He's
4: yeah. always, if, he always comes on here with a joyful subject, doesn't he? So if the intro wasn't dark enough, <laughs> welcome to that. And let's not forget Charles Spinsmore. Either slightly or totally disguised <laughs> bullshit. As opposed to the regular bullshit. In a segment we call fictional furphy. Plus our reviews. Now, that's going to be really dark as we read the reviews of the podcast. So stay with us on this hell ride right after back in the newsroom.
3: Victorian police have announced they are stunned by calls by members of the public for both them and the media to start calling Melbourne's protesters terrorists. This comes after the protesters very calmly threatened to murder Dan Andrews, setting up execution devices in front of his office. The Chinese government reports that famous tennis star Peng Shuai has said nothing of interest in the past month. A close friend of the tennis star, wearing a black suit and a CCP pin, has said there's no news to report, other than the fact that she will be taking part in a silent retreat for the next few years. A local wife can't wait for the end of November when her husband will finally shave his hideous patchy lip. While the mask mandates have spared the rest of the community from staring at his facial butt fluff, she is still counting down until the start of December when she can make love with the lights on again. That's the latest headlines from The Chaser Report. I'm Rebecca Deunamuno. Unamuno.
1: This episode of The Chase Report is brought to you by just everyone's favourite game, cricket.
0: Yeah, and we're here at the Gabba, uh, a stadium of which I only know the name of because my name sort of sounds like that name. And oh boy, are they throwing that, they're throwing that ball, which I believe to be a part of the game. Um, what a game.
4: Generally, we like to talk about trivial, silly things on the podcast, but then Alexa comes in to bring the mood down with something awful that's happening in the world. What is it this week?
1: Yay! No, no this is this is kind of trivial and silly. It's 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 my it's my daily hobby. Um, Every day I go and I log on to airwars.org. Have
4: you guys been on there before? <laughs> can't,
0: can't say I've dabbled in airwars.org. I, I
4: mean, as someone who... Previously, did just at, like, an arms dealer conference. <laughs> yeah, it makes um, sense. This seems consistent with your interests. Yeah,
1: it, it's pretty fun. You know, every morning, it's, it's a bunch of independent monitors that just go around looking at where bombs drop. And every day you open it up and it tells you what's exploded recently.
4: Fucking hell. Um, I mean, it's like sunrise, but with more deaths. Exactly, exactly. Mm. But, I
1: mean, the sad thing is it's only accessible to people who go to airwars.com because a lot of the time it's underreported. Like, you don't really hear about the explosions as much mm. as, you, as you may be sure. Well,
4: I mean, thank goodness this podcast is doing some <laughs> real journalism and bringing this <laughs> to the world.
1: So um, the, the, the general way it goes, there'd be like, let's say, a US coalition airstrike in Syria. Mm. Local sources would say six civilians died. Russian sources would say 16 civilians died. And US sources would say none died. Yeah, of course. And we generally don't you know, don't really hear about it. And I always found this really baffling because, mm. like, you've got these multi-million-dollar, like, one-ton explosive devices just, like launch from the sky, landing on a bunch of people, and no one really knows what happened or whether it happened or... Yeah, I don't know. It's just...
0: Details.
1: Yeah. But the New York Times has come to the rescue. They released an investigation this week, shed some light on how a thing like an airstrike can be covered up. (laughs) So... For this, i got to set the scene. We're going to take a trip to the magical, mysterious, spooky Ooh. Middle East. L- Lachlan ad background music here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't make it racist, though. You can't just put the Aladdin soundtrack, Aladdin, okay? Yeah, we'll, we'll know.
1: Where genies fly on magic <laughs> carpets. And, and
0: Robin Williams is still alive.
1: And bombs disappear into thin air. So, in 2019... We all smashed ISIS. It was a lovely time. Everyone worked together. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was a great time for everyone. For
1: everyone. Yeah, terrorism was defeated forever that day. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So ISIS was cornered in a small Syrian town called Baguz um, and a drone was circling overhead. They see a crowd of women and children huddled along a river and then this American attack jet comes in, drops 500-pound bomb on them. People, like, crawling out of the rubble and then, like, another two bombs come and, like, clean those people up. And this is all being watched at this central command in Qatar where the US kind of coordinates this stuff. And everyone was shocked. No one knew what the hell happened. There's like this encrypted chat um, where they're messing each other. One person's like, who dropped that? (laughs)
0: What the fuck? The
1: other one's like, did someone just drop a, a bomb on 50 women and children?
0: What, like a typo? So yeah, they're yeah.
1: talking about it like it's a farce in a crowded room and people have died. Like, yeah, what was that? I mean, it just sounds like a, a, a Facebook group chat. Yeah, it's was, it was, it was super bizarre.
0: Oh, my God.
1: But it was it was kind of hidden up until now. I guess this is how this is how they hide it. So what happened is this airstrike was ordered by a group called Task Force 9 and they're like a secret special operations yeah, unit. Yeah, they sound it. Yeah. <laughs> sounds quite chilling, doesn't it? <laughs> so they're so secretive that they don't really have to alert their own command of their actions they can just do whatever they want no one knows when an attack's mm. coming oh god not at
0: all unsettling <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there are there are checks and balances right so there are like lawyers and civilian observers that are in central command and it's their job to you know make sure we're not doing war crimes mm. but it's one of those jobs i guess like an empathy consultant where they're there for PR reasons, but no one wants you to actually do your job. And like yeah. everyone's kind of stepping in to make sure you don't do it. The way Task Force 9 gets around it, as long as they claim that they're in danger, they can do anything autonomously and not have to alert. So anyone. if they
4: claim, to not actually are in danger, but if they claim their lives are at risk, they can basically nuke things. Is yes, that what you're
1: saying? Right. yes. So, um, so they can say that. And while the people back at the base in Qatar are looking at this drone footage and they don't see anything, these guys can be like, they have guns, and then they can they can order an airstrike, and no one can do that anything.
0: That is fucked. It's That's fucked. F- like I okay, insurance, right? If I want to <laughs> claim insurance, I have to prove that I was robbed or that my shit was damaged or whatever I have to prove that I was in the right and they still won't give you back half your shit half the time these guys just have to claim they were in danger and
4: they can
0: nuke a country
4: like I mean the good thing is that they're self-monitoring when you've got people who are responsible for (laughs) monitoring their own compliance or something that never ends badly
1: (laughs) that's the thing so they they came in task force 9 comes in after the
4: attack and says it's all good Case closed. Oh but my um, God. This is a bit like putting Eddie a in charge of ICAC.
0: It's a bit like putting <laughs> Charles in front of this company.
4: <laughs> Actually, that is very true.
1: We've got to fix that. But, um, so the next day, um, some like civilian human rights organisations come in and see piles of dead women and children. They're like, what the hell is this? But then four days later, satellite images show that the whole area had been bulldozed and the bodies were covered and disappeared. Um, and this is essentially where the story would have ended. It's just like this mysterious thing happened. No one knows what happened. But a couple of people in the US military, very nice people, decided they were willing to lose their jobs <laughs> to, to bring this to light. But even then they have to jump through so many hoops. So, like, Colonel Corsack is his name. He alerts this internal investigative body. They refuse to investigate. They essentially say... Um, we only investigate things with potential for high media attention, concern with outcry from local community or government, or concern that sensitive images may get out.
4: So it's not about doing the right thing. It's about damage management. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like bulldozing a gravesite yeah, is damage exactly, management. Right, exactly.
1: Okay. That, that's, as, that's as far as they'll go. Um, and then he, he kept escalating. He went to the Inspector General, and um, they, they sent a team to investigate, but the superiors refused to sign off, and the lawyers who, were, who took on the case were forced to resign it was just this whole shit show of just like everyone up top trying to squash it.
4: This reminds me of the movie A Few Good Men, only if Jack Nicholson's character had won.
0: <laughs> it <laughs> reminds me of the movie A Few Good Men, but you just take out the good.
4: There's just a couple of
1: dudes. <laughs> just
0: a
4: few just a few <laughs> questionable men Man in the US military. Yeah. Right.
1: But um I mean, did they even win? Like they they lost their jobs and got nowhere and then they finally decided to risk, you know, major repercussions and go to the New York Times. And then wow. this, this lovely report was made. The, the weirdest bit I found at the end. So they, um, New York Times makes this report and they present it to the military. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time the military admits like, oh, yeah, we did this. And it's like the biggest. <laughs> like, <laughs> one of the biggest. Casualties. Our bad. Yeah. But it's our bad, but it was justified is what they say. Um, what? So they're like 80 people died, but we killed 16 fighters, four civilians and 60 miscellaneous people.
0: Miscellaneous? Well, what? Like... <laughs> Nondescript. Well,
1: here's how they explain it. The 60 people were women and children, but women and children could also be ISIS soldiers. Oh, my God. But what confuses me is then who were the four civilians? If women and children can be ISIS soldiers and there were 16 fighters, who were these four obvious civilians? Americans. <laughs> uh-huh.
4: Americans. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're probably just delivery, like Amazon yeah. delivery people yeah. or something. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I really think. Uh, Human life is so precious, and when I go out, I just want to be remembered as a miscellaneous.
0: <laughs> that's a bit of a rough note to end on, isn't it? Yeah, but
4: isn't this story? Yeah, it's a bit of just like
0: it. A... Yeah, the story's a bit ick. It is is one like of those it's... ones
4: where rather than tying it all in a knot with a joke like we like to do, we just, just go, well, that's fucked. Depressing.
0: Yeah.
4: Thank you, Alexa, yeah. for your investigative misery mm. once again.
2: Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news, ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash newsadfree. That's amazon.com slash newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
0: This episode of The Chaser Report brought to you by Cricket.
1: Well, on the field, if it isn't the f- world-famous thrower um, Johnny Ponting. Oh, that man knows how to fill out a wide-brimmed hat. Mm-mm.
4: It's time for another instalment of the game we call Fiction or Furphy. Charles Firth will tell a story in our panel of Xander and Alex, so we'll have to work out, is it fiction completely made up or a furphy, which is fundamentally true but just a bit exaggerated? Ready to go, Xander and Alexa? Yes.
1: Oh, I'm a bit worried about the structure of the game. I feel like if I judge Charles too much and say that he's lying, I'm compromising my own position at this company. <laughs> yeah, the hard part is we kind of always
5: assume that Charles's stories are at least 20% furfy anyway. So, like, what. <laughs> That's
4: why he's the perfect person to play it. What's What's the measure?
5: Is it totally fictional? No, or no, just th- a th- bit th- fiction? There's a few that I've completely made up that are completely fictional. <laughs> so it's okay.
4: either. The stories will be either completely made up or largely true, but a bit exaggerated. So it'll be one of those two things. All right, Charles, crack one, tell one, and 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 Alex, so
5: this does not uh, compromise your employment at all. It's all the other things I did. That'll yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this one um, was when I was back in the US, being the correspondent for War and everything, and um, we wanted to get Hillary Clinton all right. And, um, we'd heard that this was really early on in the primaries and we'd heard that she was in New Hampshire and that she was going to turn up at some cafe, um, just in a local town, like literally a cafe that it was tiny cafe. It was like, could have maybe 10 people could fit into the cafe. Um, so me and my camera guy arrive early, right? And we immediately get chatting inside the cafe with the only other people who'd arrived early, which was this um, fridge factory owner, right? And, you know, you sort of go, oh, wait a minute, why is a fridge factory owner supporting the Democrats? So I thought the Democrats were sort of like for the workers or whatever. But, no, but he was boasting about how big a donor he was to the Democrats and everything, and that's how he'd got this position inside the cafe, right? And so chatting along, and then so then about half an hour before Hillary's due to arrive, the Secret Service sort of sweeps through, and I just stay there, right? Like I just stay there chatting to this magnate, and I swear they, they just obviously thought that we were together, right? So and because he was there with his family and stuff like that, and I was just being all charming and everything like there, and um, and so then you know Hillary eventually arrives, um. And literally, the first, she walks in, there's this huge crush of bodies everywhere, and he, I sort of get shoved from behind, and and just am in front of Hillary Clinton, and I, you know, offer her a cigar and say, you know, can I please be your intern? Um, I hear you've had some trouble in the past with interns, but, you know, like, you know, I've got this cigar for you, everything <laughs> you know, like that, I think you'll find me very alluring. And she just froze like her whole face froze uh, and then she just smiled and what, and it was so classy. She just walked away without any comment or any even reaction beyond the sort of glass smile. Um, and then, and so we were, we were pumped. We, we'd got our scene. Like we were just, so, so we were just standing around afterwards going, yeah, you know, we've done it, and everything like that. And then the secret service guy comes up to me and says, um, look, we don't care, like, you weren't a security risk, but the state troopers are really pissed off with you, and if you don't get out of the state right now, they will come and bash you up, or at least, you know, you'll get in jail, you'll lose your footage. And so we immediately, they said, just get in your car now and head for the border, right? And so we got in the car, we headed for the border, got out of New Hampshire, luckily it's a fairly small state, and um and so that's how we've got actually the Secret Service uh, to thank for the fact that we ended up um having footage for that prank.
4: Okay, well, Alex, uh, what do you think? Is it fiction or furphy?
1: There was one thing that really stuck out to me um, that would make this false, and it's because of something you didn't mention with Hillary Clinton. Now, I, I know from a very, very good source that never lies, um, Alex Jones, That she actually (laughs) smells like sulphur, and you didn't mention that at all. And I feel like that would be kind of the most striking thing when you first see her. So, I'm thinking you didn't actually meet Hillary Clinton.
4: (laughs) Xander.
5: There are a lot of bits in that story that are potentially furthy, but partially the fact that I haven't heard Charles tell me this story before. Like, I think Charles would at least have mentioned once if he'd met Hillary Clinton even briefly. Um, especially over a beer. So I, I'm going for Furphy on this one. Maybe some bits of truth, but definitely largely fiction.
4: All right. So Alexa says fiction. Xander seems to be hedging his bets. Xander, you're saying Furphy. It's got to be largely true if it's a Furphy. So he must have met Hillary, I think we can say.
5: You are correct, Xander. I did meet uh, Hillary Clinton, and I I did the stunt, and it was it was the greatest moment of my life.
4: (laughs) Alex has got to watch more of the war and everything. I think.
5: (laughs) Yeah, know your history, Alexa. And
1: which part did you make up, Charles? The part of not smelling like sulphur.
5: Actually, I mean, it was just it was largely true. It was just that is actually how. Uh, sort of transpired Uh, like it's not true that i was thrust in front of her it was was more that i sort of i was sort of on tiptoes at the back of the thing and just decided fuck if i don't do this now i'll never do it and just sort of charged into the middle and unfortunately our cameraman was about three feet high so (laughs) it's all the uh, so we actually ended up having to source um you know, footage from the networks who were there uh, because (laughs) poor little Brad, who's our camera guy, he's very short, so (laughs) he managed to get the shot of people's knees in that interaction.
4: All right, there you go. Xander wins that round. This has been Fiction or Furfy. Furfy, unbelievable. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long.
2: Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com newsadfree news ad free. That's amazon.com newsadfree news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: This episode of the Chaser Report is brought to you by everyone's favorite game. Uh, it's It's cricket.
0: And i got to say, this particular game is not living up to my expectations. The first game of cricket I ever saw, they pulled out this really nifty piece of sandpaper and I haven't seen it since. Still a good day though.
4: It's Friday afternoon and that means it's my favourite segment of the week where we read the reviews and in recent weeks we've asked you to be genuinely unkind with the five stars <laughs> and you've obliged on both fronts, haven't they Gabby?
0: Yeah, I mean they're getting a bit, I think they might be getting a bit abstract now. This one says, the title is my favourite, 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5, A plus, five stars. But then it just says, is Big Bird a cuck? Pretty sure I haven't seen such attention-seeking headlines since I stood on the corner of Martin Place wearing nipple tassels holding a cardboard sign offering head in exchange for lines. I want to know about that story.
4: I do like autobiography and (laughs) I think that was an episode title and we did establish that, yes, Big Bird was a cuck. Eternally grateful, says Oliver H.P. Twist, I have insomnia, and I can always count on your podcasts to put me back to sleep. <laughs> pleasure, oh, thanks. As a Queenslander without day- daylight saving, that now happens an hour earlier, and now the second edition means I get an <laughs> afternoon nap too. Thanks, <laughs> good for you, Oliver. Five stars. <laughs> this is can the guest
5: says pub testing politicians. The pub test should be a series of multiple choice questions. On the cost of living that politicians have to pass before they're even entitled to a beer. That's a good
0: idea. I actually kind of want that rule for me getting a beer. Everyone yeah. getting a beer. Like, I, mean, I would love to answer questions about the cost of living just to get a free beer.
4: It'd be much cheaper than breathalizing everyone, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it'd be great. Um, although I should note that actually has nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> it's just a thought. I mean, I suppose it vaguely relates to the, the You gave we them did today. this power. The next one's really nice. Oh, yeah. I don't love the current PM,
5: but I do love Chaser. My preferred Prime Minister
0: is Sammy Shah. That's our preferred Prime Minister as well and we've asked him and we've asked him and we've asked him and then he signed the NDO and we can't ask him anymore.
4: I mean it is clear that people's favourite thing about the podcast is Sammy but I don't feel insecure about that. I just feel glad that we can get him for a day a week. (laughs) Preferred PM, that's candy apples. My dog for PM, at least, he's toilet trained, and that's true. five stars. I mean, Charles had a computer company in his teens called CF4PM. But yeah, but did, did anyone
5: think of me as what, as, a, as, a, as a yeah.
4: As a competent leader of a, of a country. I'm going to say to you the same thing I've said to Sammy. Um, you should be an upper house our uh, MLC in know, New South Wales. I,
5: I, you know, But you know what I'm going to run on? I do. Yeah. Tell everyone. Which is, I, I should probably declare my candidacy right here, which is... Are you actually running? In the next state election, I'm going to run uh, on the single platform of being the anti-Mark Latham. So I will just vote... I'll find out what Mark Latham's going to vote and I'll just vote <laughs> the opposite. And I will neutralise... Mark Latham in the upper house.
4: It'll be cancel culture.
5: Yes. <laughs> It'll be like the <laughs> ultimate expression. But it's perfect because it's the laziest uh, – like it's really useful thing to do for society – but also, I don't
4: have to do any thinking. I just go. Well, Mark, well, what are oh, you going to do? And do? bold Can't of
0: you to think the rest of the politicians go in thinking they'll <laughs> have to do any thinking. And
4: <laughs> I think you would bring back the Chaser newspaper as your uh, as your official publication, funded by the your yeah. publication budget. That wouldn't be unethical, would
0: no, it? No, exactly.
5: Like, well, because uh, I'd have a paid staffer, and mm. they could just shoddy not. Like we could, I
4: could just hire an intern to produce comedy. Yeah, for for the price of a paid staff, you could get ten of the Chaser interns. <laughs> exactly.
0: Bushvark says, "Fake love." Five stars. I hate all of your cleverly acted bonhomie, your clearly forced affection for each other, rehearsed reactions to food expiry dates. You are all as sour as five-month-old yogurt. Five stars. <laughs> that
1: was
5: a good segment. A fridge was or it? no fridge fan? Ha, have we seen Alex since? Did he? Could see ate? That oh yogurt?
0: no! Afterwards, he got a company-funded stomach pump, but he's feeling. T- Totally fine What, the company funded
5: that? Mm No, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. They said
0: Medicare or are you under a business? And they said business. And so Alexa, yeah, took the chance.
5: (sighs) That's going to put up our work as compensation. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I mean,
4: as we've said to the interns before, when the option comes up, you have to choose death. It's in your contract. (laughs) Yeah, fair Um, enough. Nickname ASTFOD says, Airbnb, you crappy fridge food. The only thing worse than the fizzy fridge yogurt <laughs> is the seemingly endless ads for Airbnb. <laughs> Perhaps you can make them interesting again by sending Charles and an intern on a tour of beachside Airbnb properties and rate the quality of the rental based solely on the fridge and its contents. Thank you, Airbnb, for sponsoring us, by the way. I would yeah. like
0: to say that the idea of sending an intern with Charles to a random area is going to end in a true crime podcast. <laughs> That's, it's not, not somebody's going to murder someone.
5: But
4: who?
0: I elect Xander and you. No, yeah. no, yeah. Yeah, no. They've
4: all been five stars today. Um. Yeah. Thank you. Like being cruel but also kind in terms of the number mm-hmm. of stars, that's what we really care about. Well,
0: it's about. transactional, isn't it? You give us five stars and you can say whatever you want. And we'll read it out. Yeah.
5: I'd love to know the demographics of these people. <laughs> can you can you write in your age and uh, gender? <laughs> and with and your, your credit card details
0: number. and your PIN number. And Thank
5: your <laughs> you. postcode and PIN number.
0: Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. For just our own personal use.
5: That's the end of the show. It's at this point that we say...
0: Our gear is sponsored by Rode microphones, and we're a part of the Acast Creator Network.
5: And remember to leave us a five star review, leaving all your demographic information. <laughs> I
4: feel redundant, and I'm fine with that.
0: You've got about ten years before both of you are redundant, don't
4: you? Yeah, good point. Have a good weekend. Xander's going to end up running the fucking company, isn't he? <laughs>
5: oh god. <laughs>